Frederick Democrats podcast, a production of the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and with me today is Darren Ryan Smith, who is running for the House of Delegates in District 4. Just to note, uh, Darren is a very historic candidate in that he is the first nominee for any party uh, to run for the state legislature who is deaf. Uh, so, Darren, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. And the first question that I ask of candidates is to just talk a little bit about themselves and their background. And of course, I already noted a little bit of the historic nature of your campaign, but uh, uh, if, if you would go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself and your background. Thank you. I, um, my family is from Federal County. My mom's mom was born in Liberty Town. And my dad, um, my mom's dad was born in Frederick, in the city of Frederick. So you could say I was, you know, pretty much um, a native born, but I'm not. Now, I grew up in Baltimore City, um, and I went to the Maryland School for the Deaf in Frederick County. So I've been in Frederick County practically my entire life. Now, I'm the first born deaf generation um, in a huge family of God knows how many. Um, I'm the oldest. Uh, three brothers, and you know, I've been involved in politics ever since I was a kid. You know, my family, they got sick and tired of me talking about politics. Matter of fact, the first warning was, do not talk with politics with Darren at all, otherwise you'll be stopped. <laughs> so, you know, because I could talk to death about it, because I, I am not passionate about it. That's a little bit about, my, about me. Okay, so you have this passion for politics, lifelong passion for politics. But this year, you know, there was something, something must have happened because you decided to run for the Maryland House of Delegates in District 4. So what inspired you to, to take that leap uh, and decide to run for, for elected office? Well, um, really, there was a number of reasons. Number one was the 2016 presidential election. Um, that kind of really, you know, got Everybody blindsided. I was, you know, constantly talking about the ways I could be involved in the political dynamic of it. And my family was like, look, you've been talking about politics the entire life, so either you put up with it or you do something about it. So that kind of inspired me to get involved in the way. Uh, because when I looked at my Republican delegates, I had never really met them. Mm-hmm. You know, all these years I've elected them into office, and once, not once, have I met them at all. Mm-hmm. So they were getting their paychecks, but they weren't representing me. Yeah. They were not representing the minorities, the females. So I thought, you know, it's time to bring that to the table, you know, because this is the year of minorities, this is the year of women, this is the year where, you know, the Democrats can actually say, you're not. This is not what we are about. This is what we are about. And and I've been seeing you and the other uh, candidates in District 4 uh, have really been, uh, you've been out there. Uh, I see all, all the time knocking on doors and, and making phone calls and showing up at events and everything and, and getting to know uh, your your future uh, constituents. Um, so the the next thing I wanted to ask, though, once, you know, in November after the election, you're elected to the House of Delegates, what are going to be your top priorities in office? Because, you know, like, you know, you hadn't seen 
the the Republicans who are currently who who hold all of those offices haven't seen them. They really haven't been representing uh, their their constituents well. So, what are you going to do differently? What are going to be your top priorities to ensure that you are uh, adequately representing the people of of the fourth district? Well, my first top priority would be to increase teachers' pay because. Um, you know, I need to be a substitute teacher at the moment of their death. And one of the things that we talked about was how underpaid they were. And then that kind of made me look at other counties, other cities, where, you know, I realized that teachers are being underpaid. You know, um, then we had the big walkout in West Virginia where teachers were on strike for six days. Uh, and I commend them, really, I do, because they managed to get the governor to say, Okay, we'll give you a pay raise. Now, in Maryland, I'm like, we're losing teachers to other states. We're losing teachers to other counties. When I'm like, no, the number one thing we should be able to do is make sure that the teachers are adequately paid. So that way, they don't have to worry about, you know, what's more important, my mortgage or my kids' um, camp bill, mm-hmm. you know, my car note or my medicine. No, I think we should be able to ensure that they're getting properly paid so that way they can have a better quality of life. And so what are going to be, so uh, certainly that's a, a big one. And, and one of the the issues uh, this year that comes up in, in a lot is education. What, what's going to be something else that's going to be a top priority for you? Well, the, uh, the other issue I think is, is um, transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, because as you clearly can remember that the governor proposed a $9 billion transportation expansion plan, which I think it is reckless and I think it's dangerous. And I think it doesn't talk about how we could reinvest in the mass transition system that we have in Federal County. I mean, it is, you know, poorly designed. So I think, you know, we can be able to take that $9 billion and be able to spread it evenly reinventing and reinvesting in the mass transition system because, I mean, if you think about it, you have other counties, other cities like Fermont, Emmitsburg, that doesn't have access to mass transition. And we have most of our senior citizens that live up there. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about doctor's appointments. They're talking about, you know, pharmacy visits. You know, they're like, how can I get out? How do I go to these places? So that would be another thing. The other, the last thing I want to be able to do is to create um, more opportunities for small business to prosper. Now, um, of course, we, you know, once the legislative session is over, we almost forget what the governor did. The governor signed a $5 billion tax tentative for Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what are you going to do with $5 billion? I mean, you already have all yeah. the money in the world. So why do you need $5 billion more to build a new headquarters here? Which I think is a great idea. But it doesn't say, yeah, we are willing to reinvest in people. I mean, $5 billion, no. You don't need $5 billion for a second headquarters. You, you're the world's richest man. You know, so at this point, I think it's very important that we need to be able to Take a look back at the drawing board. Try to see how we can get big business and small business to grow, to prosper. That means reinvesting in them. Mm-hmm. You know, that means um, creating more vocational job um, opportunities. That means, um, you know, helping small business be able to, you know, 
branch out in different aspects. That means, you know, not starting away big tax cuts for big business. So that's those three policies that I really want to address. That, that can't happen unless I'm elected in November. Mm-hmm. We are about in the last month of the campaign, and uh, election day is November 6th. Uh, and early voting starts uh, late October in a couple weeks. Uh, So for people who would like to get involved in your campaign uh, and help you uh, be the uh, help you get elected to, of course, promote these policies and, and write legislation to get them through, but also to be part of this historic campaign to be the the first uh, deaf member of the Maryland General Assembly. How can people get involved? Well, the biggest way how people can get involved is if they decide to cast their vote for me in November. That would be the biggest way. But um, you know, I can't do it without donating. Um, I'm always looking for canvassers or volunteers. You know, they can come and um, phone bank on Tuesday here at the um, Democratic headquarters, um, or they can be able to, you know, go door knocking with me sometimes. Um, there are other ways that they can be able to contribute to my campaign. And But again, like I said, you know, the most important thing for them, and this is coming from me, is to go out and vote. That's the biggest help we can get in this historical um, way. Because again, it's not just me that's making history, but it's also the District 4 team that's making mm-hmm. history because we are the first full-slate Democratic candidate that is actually running against another full-slate in God knows how many years. Darren, thanks so much for taking time to come on to the podcast today. I really appreciate it, Josh. Thank you for having me. And to all our listeners, uh, make sure you go to the Frederick Democrats website at frederickdemocrats.org. Uh, and click that button that says Get Involved. Uh, we have several clubs around the county, uh, including the United Democrats of Frederick County, the Women's Democratic League, uh, the Young Democrats of Frederick County, among several others. Uh, and we also need volunteers and canvassers and phone bankers. Uh, you know, we're here at the headquarters uh, right now uh, making phone calls and talking to, to voters, and we've got people out canvassing. And uh, there's a lot of activity going on right now, and, and we'd really like you to be part of this historic uh, election. And so uh, hit that Get Involved and also hit the, the Volunteer button, and you can sign up. Uh, for all types of things, uh, we we like I said, all those things that we mentioned. Of course, uh, also the club blue. You know, maybe it's it's uh, going out and door knocking isn't your thing, but we still need uh, funds to go and help our candidates and promote the party. So club blue, we're asking for a donation of ten dollars a month. That's it, uh, and that money will go to help promote the party and our candidates. Uh, thanks so much for listening. The music for this podcast was written and performed by David Fitzwater. 